Hello and welcome to this final free episode of TF with me on it for the year. And before we open, I would just also like to say huge congratulations to Gabriel Boric and Chile for uh, winning a uh, at least social democratic uh, majority in a country that is going to re-examine the constitution that was basically written in the blood of striking workers by Milton Friedman himself. So best of best of luck to him. Congratulations. Anyway, let's get to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of TF. Um, yeah, fucking hello. <laughs> what? Mm. <laughs> huh? Huh? Or, huh? Uh, it's I've another... removed the fucking world is not enough half from the drops and fucking make mm. room for the Nick Clegg one you wanted. But here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not removing it. Um, did you remove the guy, uh, uh, fucking... Uh, the hup, 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 also from the drops. Oh, I, I, I oh, can yeah. give you the jo- Jonathan Price kung fu noises. I can noises. give you Jonathan Price kung fu noises. Absolutely. Um, that's not the right one. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah. You never said he was good at doing them. <laughs> that's so good. That's, that's a good golden kung eye, isn't it? Oh, there you right. go. It's mm. TF. I almost said Vincent yeah. Price for a second. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Vincent oh, Price movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's called Dracula Double <laughs> Um Oh my. All right, all right, all right. Look, mm. look. Uh I want to play a Christmas game. All right. Okay. 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 Right. The Christmas game. It's the anagram game, like from The Simpsons. Wait we, a second. Is, the, is yeah. this gathering of ours legal? Since we're doing it for work purposes as a Christmas party. I'm sure there are, you know, mm. a bunch of people taking pictures of it that are going to give oh, it to our friends. Yeah. No. I'm sure. It's fine. Yeah. Then going to, you know, betray us uh, in the style of the television, popular television so, show Succession, where a bunch of rich Can people betray each other. Come? She's a bit down. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure she's like recorded herself, like making fun mm. of people who might be worried about it yeah absolutely yeah, that's right yeah we just should as, yeah j- you know just to really sort of get the vibe going uh, that shit was so funny like conveniently we make these compromise <laughs> tapes of everyone who works for us so if anyone needs to be in a kind of wolf throwing type situation <laughs> well it's you know it's 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 sort of like a reputational tontine except uh mm. everyone uh d- reputationally dies <laughs> That's yeah, it. Every yeah. time every- you get into Downing Street, in order to get in the door, you have to say the hard R into a video. Yeah, the, in, yeah there's got to be a video of you <laughs> dropping a load. It's, it's, it's a voice recognition log, and that's the opening phrase. <laughs> 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 Captain's log, star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to come into work, don't you? If you don't want to open yeah. the door, I'm sure we could hire someone who wants it more than you. Yeah. That's, oh, that's okay. such a, that's such a great libertarian thought experiment. Okay, so let's just say hypothetically, <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to get into your office. <laughs> yeah, what if the only way to unlock your office is to say a slur? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, no, no, right. Look, we're gonna play the anagram game. It's a Christmas game. Um. Uh, uh, and it's uh, Delta Omicron. Uh, this, now, this game was already played, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. by 
uh, Lord Ashcroft, potentially one of the most oh, yeah. respected uh, of mainstream British pollsters, um, oh, yeah. former but chairman of the... pages written about him being this sort yeah. of like Svengali-like figure. Yeah, uh, yeah, the guy from The Verve, yeah. Lord Ashcroft. <laughs> a, a, a guy who, again, is generally seen as a respectable establishment figure mm. who can be um, sort of trusted with public, with sussing out public yeah. opinion, and who also is a billionaire. Um, someone and who- And crucially yeah. is not totally out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Very normal man. Uh, you know, so he, uh, <laughs> I love this. He post just posted on Twitter the words Delta Omicron with anagrammed to media control. And it's like, yeah, man, you cracked it. I, I love how influential you are in like <laughs> how, the direction of the politics of this country. Great. There was a reply to this that was just the greatest ethering I've ever seen on Twitter.com. <laughs> Where someone just replied with a picture of how you could anagramize his name to be Dr. Fart School. <laughs> and they replied with just that and nothing else. Uh, I was like, this is what this website exists for. This is the pinnacle of posting. I think it's, fu- it's, fun to, it's fun to call him, uh, to call Lord Ashcroft uh, Dr. Fart School. But it's also fun, mm. again, to just, one of the, I think, I don't know, uh, of, of all of the, uh, let's say, downsides generally, much the downsides much explored mm. in the last probably decade of social media. I'd say the there is nothing that compares to uh, the uh, the great and the good um, of, uh, of of our sort of polities, uh, just sort of genuinely showing what fucking nitwits they are on a daily basis. Oh, absolutely, it's great. And, and Twitter—that's the thing that Twitter's been revelatory for. It's its only real like material change in the world, aside from like Trump tweets, is just a, a perfect insight into all of these people's brains, which are not good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, not no, healthy. Not no, no, not at all. Uh, anyway, all right. Let's let's talk about some stuff. Uh, some some Uh-oh. some Britishness. Yeah, let's talk about some. Let's talk about some noises that Jonathan Price made in the in the <laughs> film Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> Welcome to Kill James Bond. That's um, right. Anagramize that. No. <laughs> look, look, look. Some politics has continued to carry on. God There's been a by-election, for example. Yeah, um, there has been. In um, yeah. fucking North Somerset, I want North Shropshire. North Shropshire. Um, yeah, yeah. North Shropshire is, in a sense, very North Somerset. That's true. Like, if you start at North Somerset and you just keep going north, you'll get it's there. It's North North Somerset. It's like, it's like right. North Macedonia. <laughs> Every so constituency in the country should be defined by its relationship <laughs> to Somerset. <laughs> or That's my new take. <laughs> Wait, look, my Scotland or North 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 Somerset. Look, yeah, that's right. The, all the postcodes should be like Somerset something. <laughs> the only thing I care about is West Suffolk still has our boy there. Oh yeah, baby. Look, just keep him in safe seats. That's all I care about. Um, mm. Well, there's no. no such thing anymore now. Yeah, well, because indeed. one of the, one of the safest Tory seats in the country, a seat that has voted Conservative for two hundred years, is now. In the hands, drowning in piss. Now drowning under a yellow piss sea of liberal democracy. That's right. Uh, but I think, look. So to to give you a little bit of background, and we talked about this the other day, right? That there was this by election coming up after another by election that was just a fucking damp squib of like you know thirty some odd percent turnout. Um, that uh, uh and, and and we're looking at another this other other by election in North Shropshire. Uh, it was. Uh, Owen Patterson's constituency, and um, the conservatives were absolutely fucking drubbed, uh, where they 
a two hundred a two hundred excuse me a twenty thousand uh, majority was reduced to like you know um, a distant second. Um, yeah, as Alice said, con- constituency has voted conservative for centuries. Um, yeah, and the Lib Dem now has a majority of eight thousand, which is comfortable by anyone's standards. Yeah. But the thing I think, and a lot of people are sort of saying, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? Boris is done. And it's like, um, yeah, because like people started writing about him accurately. <laughs> I mean, his, yeah, he's, he's his, done because he's like, it's been decided that he's done is yeah. the thing. It's a, this is what I, what I say, right? This is, uh, I think I've said this a couple of times before, as we've been sort of charting sort of the expiration of Boris Johnson as, or the apparent expiration of Boris Johnson as a political force, is that this is... This this is not a um, uh, this is not a win for the politics of public accountability or any of these things that liberals love so well. This is simply just uh, a coup. This is uh, this is elite rearrangement. It's an elite squabble. You wonder yeah, to, to to do my favorite Simpsons joke: a bloodless coup, all smotherings. <laughs> but I think the thing that people aren't sort of talking about enough is that uh, the turnout at this by election was what like seven eight percent higher than the turnout at the last by-election um so it's still like you know like 40 like early 40s percent cool mm. <laughs> this is just yeah the kind of a turnout that's kind of just starting to lose its hair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like a- apathy wins basically correct yes mm. uh the if um let's just not have an mp was a party uh it would win <laughs> yeah, that would be a cool party. Actually, I would vote for that. No MPs. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely been boosted sometimes that we should have a none of the above uh, thing on a ballot paper, mm. which, be, which would be fucking mm. wild. I mean, except mm. for the fact, for think about uh, everyone who votes for the none of the above on the ballot paper would be the biggest nerd at the anarchist house. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yes. Like, like the person that's really, really worried about the chore wheel. And it's like, buddy, you live in an anarchist house. Stop worrying about the chore wheel. That's there for show. <laughs> like, they're not supposed, you're not supposed to have a clean sink in an anarchist listen, house, all right? Listen, w- w- what is a chore wheel but a state of permanent revolution? That's right. Anyway. It's a wheel. Mm. Look, so mm. uh, the, uh, the, the Lib Dems took the seat. And uh, again, there. Um, once again, I feel like the Lib Dems are sort of addicted to of all of the parties in British politics, of all of the sort of terrible stars in our shitty firmament. Um, the Lib Dems are the most obsessed with uh, visual, like very strange visual metaphors. If you remember, mm. Tim Farron, uh, oh, yeah, they love destroyed it. a uh, wall of like blue boxes with a tiny hammer. <laughs> yeah, with Layla Morin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Like a little ball peen hammer, just looking, oh, just, yeah. just plunking away there. It was cool. Um, and they did it again. Uh, did either of you see what it mm. was? Yeah, it was Boris's bubble. Balloon. They got a big yeah, they, kind they, of like blue testicle. Yeah, and they burst it. Their winning candidate <laughs> burst the blue testicle with like a foot long mm. needle. Great. Uh, yeah, it was a big needle. Yeah, that's stuff. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like uh, that's the only way you can get rid of those apparently in this country now because they keep reforming it. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. look. So, um, it seems as though right. This is. This is a, a moment for the conservatives to understand, like right, like that their um, their 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 leader has kind of served his purpose. Fine, yeah, but like also, this is the Lib Dems fulfilling their eternal role in British politics after Nick Clegg, mm. which is to be a supporting character in uh, Tory the musical. Like 
th- yeah. this exists less as a piece of like external political calculus and more as something that Tories can knife each other with. And yet, simultaneously, it's it's funny how like the, I think the Lib Dems go through these kind of like it's like a fairly short life cycle of about fifteen, ten, fifteen years, where like they they go from being a joke and then almost all the way around to being quite plausible. Now, the last time they were there was like just before the twenty ten general election, right? Like the kind of like the I agree with Nick period, and then they like and then they fuck it or get fucked over and they go back to being completely implausible. But they slowly, slowly, slowly creep up, and I think now we're getting towards the kind of like proto plausible era of Lib Dems again because like the Labour Party is such a joke, and the Lib Dems have so few seats that the Lib Dems are actually able to at least formulate policy which opposes the government, <laughs> whereas Labour are so wrapped up in basically being the same as the government, because that's what being a grown-up is, that like they're kind of making the Lib Dems look good. <laughs> which is, the Lib Dems will at least occasionally go, no, we don't agree with that, yeah. actually, don't do that. But yeah. then, of course, Ed, Ed, Ed Davey going on TV to say, actually, I don't welcome the Prime Minister. And yeah, get, getting a fucking hilarious. like standing ovation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because they're also the party who've made this big bubble that they're going to burst with a big needle. <laughs> but they're like currently the closest thing to an opposition that we have. Well, it's, I think it's always important to remember, right? That um, that no, no matter what they say or do, this is it's, it's a party that exists. Like the, the british political the washington generals the british political yeah. uh, 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 sort of firmament is made up of uh, different machines to channel quash and uh, destroy any kind of say material yeah, this machi- this politics machine, this machine quashes your off yeah so uh so once um so I, I think it's important to not not imagine that say that they're going to be any kind of like i, I think look i'd say the uh, concept of progressive alliance anytime it is bandied about that includes the Lib Dems is, you know, uh, laughable because... It's it's been very funny watching uh, Keir Starmer try to go yeah, no, totally, there was like an unspoken alliance here, man. It's... it's, Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, with Labour going down to like like just single digits is very funny. They were were never going to have a good time in uh, fucking... North, yeah. North uh, Shropshire, right? But like what, Scotland, yeah, yeah, exactly that too. Um, yeah. but but no, come on, dude, there wasn't an unspoken South alliance. South Lanarkshire, yeah, North Shropshire. Yeah, just everyone got, just, just fucking hates you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I think. I mean, I think there's an element of like there probably were a fair number of Labour voters who voted Lib Dem because they thought that would be like a tactically astute thing to do Maybe. to fuck over the Tories. Sure. And like <laughs> yeah. Starmer yeah. people, uh, the the kind of people who like Keir Starmer do absolutely love falling for only the Lib Dems can win here. Vote for the Lib Dems. And yeah. and also the I think the other important thing to remember is don't forget it's in is, is that no matter what the Lib Dems say in campaign mode, uh, they'll just do whatever they want in in government as we remember, uh, of because of because the kind of person who would become a Lib Dem is uh, a, 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 it's a weasel, a, yeah, a weasel, an absolute fucking weasel. Uh, so the fact that they seem like more of an opposition now is just because they are, if anything, weaselier than the labor right, which is actually genuinely committed to its ideology of fucking sucking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're weaselier than the labor right. They're kind of like they're a bit like a mad hatter party. Like they're such a weird kind of conglomeration of like different types of guy. Mm. Like you've got your kind of like 
weird sort of like uh like Vickers T-boy types like um <laughs> like Tim Farron and Ed Davey and then you've got your kind of like um posho eccentrics like Paddy Ashdown right and then yeah. and then you've got your kind of like straightforward liberals like Layla Moran like they're quite an interesting all, all, hodgepodge all the weirdest people that I've ever known in British politics have been Lib Dems so yeah mm. get drunks like fucking Charles Kennedy yeah. <laughs> I absolutely think that the first um the first the first person in British Parliament to like make being poly a big part of their ide- political identity will be a Lib Dem for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. And I hope it's Danny Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> um, R.I.P. So look, I mean, I think you know this when we talk about like, this the whole thing of an anti-Tory alliance. It's like, well, hang on a second. It's sort of. What is that actually? Because this is again something that gets bandied about by some of the dumbest people on on in, in British politics. This idea that ah uh, yes, there must be an anti-Tory alliance because there's Tories and not Tories because politics is about either being mean and incompetent or being nice and competent. But like, I mean, this this aids the Lib Dems sort of pretensions to seriousness too, where it, you know, so long as they can uh, sort of arm and on pretend that they're considering their options, and maybe they'll be like a power broker who can even go into coalition with Labour if need be. And it's like, no, you won't do that because you had your chance and you did exactly the opposite. Exactly. And, and this is... Th- like, I mean, and, ju- and just instinctually. So, And, and the people who are pushing this are the same people who keep getting fucking, like, whose job is just to get, like, tricked. Basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is this is sort of setting up a sort of like Charlie Brown kicks the football sort of situation. And 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 whenever I think of this uh the whole sort of progressive alliance argument, I tend to think, well, hang on a sec. What what do they actually mean? Do they mean, for example, like devolu do they mean they mean thinking about how power actually works? Do they mean thinking about sort of how the economy actually works? Do they mean do they mean sort of making like fundamental changes? Let's like, well, no. Yeah. No. They mean let's put the nice people in charge and they're gonna all get into a really durable coalition of like four or five parties, one of whom it's gonna be conditional on getting an independence vote, at least one, maybe two. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then uh that's all that has to happen. But the thing is and and it's if I feel like no one pushing this has really thought about what that means, um, thought about what governing that means. But the thing is, right, for someone like Starmer, there is no chance of of sitting on the other side of the dispatch box, except by doing that, because he has, because he's basically the politic he has the politics of a brand. And he's like, well, enough people like our brand. If we can combine with all the other brands then maybe we can join some kind of holding company and then you know administer ad- administer the company like the country like a tech company but be a little more competent about it than the other guys and um i mean this sort of it puts me in mind actually uh, i was thinking about this ever since i saw that video of the french army officer doing donuts outside the refugee camp in calais um you've just been thinking about that all day huh Yes, that's right. Drift Japanois. If you're not familiar with this, what happened was that a bunch of French uh, soldiers who were on counter-terrorism duty uh, managed to get hold of a a jeep and just did donuts in a muddy field outside the refugee camp in Calais, and then immediately got the jeep stuck in the mud. Yeah, he was doing Canadian culture. That guy was on exchange from the French-Canadian army. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and, you know, look, you don't know why he was doing the donuts, 
I mean, look, it's a French counterterrorism officer. It's, I, it's been deployed to fucking Calais. I think you can probably guess. Mm-hmm. But I, it's the, I was thinking about this as well, right? That uh, if, you're, if you were determined to not allow your politics to have a kind of material basis, then really what you're sort of arguing about is why you're doing the donuts, are you doing donuts in the Thames to make people feel better about COVID? Are you doing donuts to own the refugees? Are you doing donuts to protest that McDonald's makes you wear a mask? Are you doing donuts in the, in the parking lot of like, I don't know, Fox News because you don't like Tucker Carlson? It's just this, um, it's all the same donuts if your politics has no material basis. And this, the Progressive mm. Alliance is just more sort of talk of, well, we're going to do, do good donuts in, like, in Parliament Square. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that's what I've been thinking about all day. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get the ferry and we're going to do donuts <laughs> in honor of Captain Tom. Yeah, we're going to but we're going to do donuts in honor in honor of how Captain Tom brought us together rather than in honor mm-hmm. of how Captain Tom made us feel good to be British. That's <laughs> was the killed difference. by British Airways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I mean. It's just it's it's all just donuts but you feel differently doing them. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's trivial. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, that's why I think like the the real the real number to think about in North Shropshire isn't Lib Dem uh, or Conservative. I think Labour is instructive and very funny, um, but it's the, the under fifty percent. This is a highly politicized, extremely charged environment where the narrative is everyone cares, everyone's desperate to get rid of Boris Johnson. This is their chance to register a protest against him. It's, yeah, apathy wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no one gives a fuck. I mean, it's what we've been saying the whole time, right? Whenever you know the 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 media have been out in force, being like, well, "The Christmas party is surely the final straw." And it's like, no, no one, no one cares. No one's interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck. And I mean, look, the thing is, I think that I think like it, it, it certainly can be. It certainly can be made to give a fuck, but you're mm. you're sort of energizing people who kind of already have a yeah, they're already I mean, politically it's, it's aligned. Like, it's like diminishing returns, right? All the people who it could have been like sufficiently exercising to to like vote have already been thoroughly like uh, you know they've had this like thrown in their faces. Mm. Like there's there's nothing yeah. further to be gained politically from uh for from like continuing this Christmas party shit other than to mm. build support in fucking WhatsApp groups of Tory MPs. Oh, you want to talk about yeah. WhatsApp the groups? Referendum may be over, but those people are still barking. You, you want to talk about WhatsApp groups, Alice? I very much want to talk about WhatsApp oh, groups. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, let's let's talk about Steve Bates. So, let's because this, we we we, we yeah, had some we had some leaks from a WhatsApp group. Rather fancifully entitled "Clean Global Brexit." Perfect. No <laughs> notes. Uh, yes, which has a, a shitload of Tory MPs in it, and which had a bit of a sort of drama in it. Um, mm. Riley, yeah. do you want to read these transcripts that we have I here? I do, but mm. um, and and I, I want to say this really gives. Before I do, I want to say this gives credence to my theory that the collapse of the um, British and American sort of systems of doing politics that we've become familiar with is following the uh, uh, Western and Eastern Roman Empire um, <laughs> pattern, where in the West, mm. in America, um, there's just the sort of sudden collapse of the state's ability to sort of, you know, um, uh, do things that's just, it's, there's... The, the As we talked about with Patrick Wyman many times, right, this idea of just the 
pullback of um, authority and administration, allowing more things to just be left in the hand to be determined locally, all this stuff. Just mm-hmm. just a society that is turning itself off quite rapidly. And then in the um, in the East, that will happen when you start thinking about Steve yeah, Baker. In the East, in the UK. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, just like dozens of eunuchs all knifing one another mm. because of 13 different plots that all of them are involved in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many plots and not a bollock between them. <laughs> um, sort of what, WhatsApp slap bites. Can I say just off the top about what I love whenever there's a screenshot from any like Tory MP WhatsApp group is how fucking boomer it all is. <laughs> And like, just this, the fact that like, whoever, whoever, what's funny is you don't know who, who has taken these screenshots, but these screenshots are almost an own of them because they're the one with the incredibly boomer WhatsApp style. Like they're like, they've spelt Nadine Doris's name wrong. And they've got like, they've put that, they've done that thing boomers do where they've saved her name with like a space at the end. So there's like too big of a gap between Nadine and Doris when her name comes up. Yeah, she's Nadine space space Doris. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Doris. Nadine Dobby the house elf. <laughs> all right. So um basically this is all of it. So so Nipsis Tarios Marcus Fish uh mm. is talking about uh the retirement um of uh, mm. Ostiarios uh, uh uh what Frost. Um, yeah, uh, L- yeah, Lord Frost, the Lord Brexit Frost. minister mm. who has like resigned in a way to try and shaft Boris Johnson. Uh, mm. you know, ahead of having to do an embarrassing U-turn about the Brexit deal he negotiated, and also to try and like, you know, protest authoritarian COVID measures and not doing enough fucking mm. supply side economics. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, mm. Marcus Fish says Frost is a hero and one hundred percent right on this. The whole point of Brexit is radical supply side reform and moving away from the EU model. Yet ministers are happy to just give hard won power put in their hands to achieve this to officials who will do the opposite. Looking forward to um, seeing that fucking beamed in like seventy two thousand point font on the side of the Houses of Parliament by fucking led by donkeys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the people walking by are just like, oh, the point was radical change. Great, good. Ah, oh, well, the thank po- you, led by donkeys. I support it. Supply side economics. Why didn't anyone fucking tell me this? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's amazing the extent to which these people don't even understand their own electorate. Mm. Incredible. So, uh, Nadine Space Space Doris, uh, keeper of the mm. keeper of the uh, imperial vestments, and also uh, uh, mm. holding three poisoned knives, one of which she's not aware yeah. the handle is actually poisoned. Uh, says, <laughs> yeah, and, and and to be fair to Nadine Doris, the woman who basically gave the prime minister COVID, so yes. we've got to credit her with something. <laughs> yeah. An, an unwitting pawn in a scheme to assassinate mm. the prime minister. <laughs> she had a bloody good go. She, and fair yeah, place. no, absolutely. Um, says the hero is the prime minister who delivered Brexit. I'm aware, as someone said today, that regicide is in the DNA of the what, Conservative Theresa Party. And yeah, it's true. Regicide is in the DNA of the Conservative Party. They love killing their leaders. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But a bit of loyalty to the person who won an 83 majority and delivered Brexit wouldn't go amiss, at which point she was promptly removed. Um, <laughs> by Steve Baker. My favorite is Steve Baker going, enough is enough. To quote us quay tandem to Nadine Doris space space abutere patientia nostra. So look, look, look. I mean, this, the, there is this, it's this thing that you see, like, there's, the mm. thing to understand, right, is that the, there is like this there is this fracture 
that's happening in the Conservative Party because there's always a fracture that's happening in the Conservative Party because for the last, I don't know, do you want to call it 30, 20, 40, depending on when you want to start your counter, years? <laughs> 200 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I tend well, no, to think... It's, it's Europe that gave them the real brain madness. And that that's the sort of thing that we're talking about here is that there's, there's this faction, there's an eternal faction of plotters within the Conservative Party who, like... Always, always want to drive it suicidally rightwards in order to like do more supply side shit. Like, there's there's sort of your Cameronism on one hand, which is we want to do some evil, but like in a mm. in a sort of like self perpetuating way, uh, which which mm. has something to do with like the business of governing sustainable evil, yeah, exactly. And then and then it, of course we saw Cameronism incinerate itself uh, at at the hands of mm. like guys like this who are like, no, you have to do 1973 Chile. Um, that that's mm. the only kind of economy that I want to live in, and if it takes yeah. uh, absolutely fucking everything else to do it, then I'm I'm quite happy. Yeah, there's a faction of the Conservative Party that will not be happy until there are people being thrown out of a helicopter, which was built by British Leyland, which has been resurrected, <laughs> and therefore there's no point chucking someone out of the helicopter because the helicopter is about to crash. Yeah, it's, it's if you want to get. If you want to leave no loose ends, a British Leyland helicopter is perfect. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so fucking like English okay. sparkling wine Isis here. Um, yeah, did give us a honeymoon gift you can get that says I'm not sure about this marriage. <laughs> did give us another sort of very led by donkey screenshot because immediately after kicking Nadine Doris from the from the group chat, Steve Baker says. The majority was won for many reasons. Among them, two were critical. One, the deal Boris voted for was rejected. Two, someone, brackets, ahem, but not him, mm -hmm. persuaded Farage not to run against incumbents. If Boris hadn't benefited from both, we would be on the other benches. And look, the thing, uh, the other thing about Steve Baker to remember is he's a fucking idiot. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, but I think the things that, the thing to look at there, right? There, there's a number of th number of things to look at. Number one, I think this. I it's absolutely true that I think the the Conservative Party is driven by its complete fucking lunatics, and I think it's mm. that's that's true. Uh, I also think that it's not helpful to say yeah, ah, Jabat on nutcase, and 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 like mm. to a certain extent, I think also we have to consider them to be like contiguous with. UKIP or fucking Reform UK or whoever the fuck the yeah. like wingnut party of the day are because they're totally like manipulatable and like exchangeable between each other. But but I think the thing that the thing to remember right is that it doesn't mean that the ones that aren't these people are somehow good and would govern differently without them. The oh. ones who aren't these people desperately need these people so that their project has momentum. It, it's not that these are people being dragged away by by wild horses. This is a cart and a horse. It's these are the horses that are taking the others who are the cart towards yeah, no, their political objective. It, it, it's it's two guys both trying to take each other hostage at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but all too happy to do it because they're somehow in some kind of a scheme that makes them both rich if they both because they both have insurance that's complementary. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Anyway, look, I, I think this is this is the way I see this. Right, this this sort of as you say, English sparkling white ISIS is it's the same kind of contradiction resolver that happens to give us vigilantism, right? Where yeah. mm. there are cynical demands, high profile demands by think tanks and, 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 and papers and pundits and politicians that that 
create a uto- a right-wing utopian vision that would only be available if authority will simply act a little bit more. Yeah, the, right? the, if the it black simply... banners of Coruscant are going to like yeah. uh, fucking ride and take over the new Rome. And Range Rover, uh, yeah. Range Rover mums will like drive over big trenches of insulate Britain <laughs> protesters. <laughs> but I, I think it's genuinely like it's this mismatch of what is being demanded in a quite kind of frantic fashion by respectable quote unquote opinion formers on on mm. the right, and and again all of the liberals who are just you know again taken in by these people, gladly taken in by these people. Mm. Um, which has this sense that if only they would allow, I don't know, the police, if only they'd bring back hanging, if only they'd allow you to shoot, if the police could shoot protesters on site. Whatever red meat thing. It could be fucking yeah. anything. Um, or, or and, some, it, or, and it will be. Yeah. Or, or any, any, mm. and, and it's usually a constitutional change. It is if they're right- breaking people on the wheel. <laughs> yeah. That's my new yeah, party. And, and like, what, what the Conservative Party's history is, is a succession of people who are normal enough to get to leadership level, mm. who, but are also uh, deluded enough to think that they can ride these fucking nutcases like a horse to power. And so the next thing is going to mm. be fucking, I don't know, Prissy Patel bringing back hanging after Boris Johnson gets ousted. And it's like... Yeah. I I mean, you know, what can you even say by this point? I mean, look, I think it's... Prediction is a mug's game, and I think it's hard to predict who's going to be... Yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to be Freddie Patel. It's going to be the fucking Chancellor of the Exchequer. He's going to do, like, a business-friendly supply-side thing that's going to have just enough red meat. Yeah, no, Mm. that's, that's my prediction. Well, the thing is, it will until it won't, because well, this yeah. fundamental dynamic of of the politics in this country being propelled by wild horses rightward, and if you want to, you know, not go with the wild horses, then of course, again, you're going to be kicked from the wagon by an immune system. Well, here's where um, I sort of disagree, and that, like, okay, this this dialectic of like the two guys fucking holding each other at gunpoint. Uh, like it, it's very stupid. We agree on that, mm. but like it's fucking working for them, and it has done for a long <laughs> time. And the the mm. idea that like oh well at some point it has to implode. Well, says who? Like at, at what point is does Britain just become too fast, too dumb, too loud for it to be sustainable? <laughs> well, it, it only implodes in the in the micro sense, right? Yeah. Well, it blows up in the face of the current incumbents of the Conservative Party, but the party itself soldiers on. It's just that like the regicide becomes like exponentially more frequent <laughs> it doesn't cause them to lose any elections or anything it just like if it like they get into this kind of like mad max type situation where every leader of the conservative party is just like screaming witness me spraying the shit on their mouth and then dying instantly <laughs> before being replaced by someone identical yeah it's because it's i i don't think that this necessarily unstable in fact it's a very stable system it's why it's so hard mm. to dislodge except by imitating a part of it and trying to slip into where the Conservative Party is by being shaped exactly uh, like I, them. I, I look forward to Prime Minister Otho, Prime Minister Galber. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vespasian. We're going to have them all. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, personally, that uh, this is why this is why Keir Starmer has to keep welcoming them. Yeah, yeah. there's always a new guy. Absolutely. And I, I, I welcome the prime minister. Hello, we've not spoken before. <laughs> At this point, he's gonna. There's gonna be a new prime minister by the time he's finished welcoming them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. 
He's just going to be saying welcome all day yeah, long. I mean, but- Br- Britain, Britain 2100 is still uh, a, an incredibly conservative country. We just have four prime ministers a second. <laughs> that would be cool. At some actually. point, we're going to have to have some kind of quantum of prime ministers. Yeah, we, we have a sort of extremely like fast stream of prime ministers. It's more of a collective consciousness, really. And look, so this is where yeah. this is where I think that sort of circling back to this talk of like the progressive alliance, the electoral pact between the Greens, the Lib Dems and sort of Labour, if it's right wing enough, um, is why it's why it's sort of so naive. It's because it doesn't reckon with all of the other organs of government of this country that have created the dynamic that we just described as the stable one. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it absolutely hasn't done that. Um all right, can we talk about Nick Clegg? I want to talk about Nick Clegg. Nicholas, Nicholas Clegg. Nicholas right. Clegg. I, I I agree with Nick. I have a little drop here, a little amuse-bouche for you, if you'd like to hear it. Uh, pre- presented without context. If I'm lifting oh, my head first, because I'm, I'm drinking my coffee, and this, this wretched headset is not is too bulky for me to drink my coffee without moving the headset, so uh, don't think yeah, I'm craning my neck weirdly. I mean, I think that's quite funny, mm. but I think it was weirder that he followed it up by saying, <laughs> that, that headset was a little bit tight. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling with a headphone cable. That's right. That's anyway. the noise I make when I do that. Didn't, didn't that sound great? Just like hanging out in two people hanging out in real life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I particularly like when Nick Clegg said, This wretched headset. It's, it's very very Colin Firth diction on my this wretched headset. <laughs> it's like some, that is like something a Tory backbench MP would say on a Zoom call. This <laughs> <laughs> newfangled business. Um, I I love the metaverse, man. It's so cool. I I love I love being in like the Nintendo Wii fucking uh, uh, Financial Times office. So. Look, this is uh, this is from a um, an FT article uh, by Henry Mance, who interviews mm. Nick Clegg, entitled "My Trip into the Metaverse with Facebook Defender in Chief Nick Clegg." Uh, and indeed, the video of them actually talking does start with them having a difficult and stupid time with all of the dumb bullshit that makes the metaverse the metaverse. Yeah, everyone's constantly vibrating mm-hmm. in the metaverse. This is something we learned from this video. Um, I like. I also, it, it's just very, it's just very funny every time you get reminded that Nick Clegg works for Facebook now, and the fact that like I don't think Nick Clegg realizes why he works for Facebook. Well, this is like this is, I think yeah. Facebook know why he does, but he doesn't. I think I think that's going to be sort of the crux of this segment is Nick Clegg's role yeah. as sort of professional piss pig. Yeah, exactly. They just send Nick Clegg out. Like, all the guys on the Facebook board are, like, watching this and laughing at Nick Clegg. Like, that's what's going on. <laughs> you think like, there's, like, a carry situation? Like, yeah, Nick the, Clegg's no, going to be... They have a, a metaverse that's actually as good as they say it is. Nick Clegg has never yeah. been allowed to see it. They sent him out with the joke one. He's spiritually a Lib Dem. He's managed to maintain his role in the coalition, but just by working for Facebook, of just being the guy who like carries the can for everything. <laughs> well, weirdly, that is exactly what um what the article points out. Like this is not so different. It's that Nick Clegg goes into these impossible mm. to win scenarios gets completely fucking humiliated and then turns around to like everyone he knows and journalists and stuff and is like, 
I achieved some things. <laughs> it's like cool, man. <laughs> Great. No, yeah, so but, look, yeah, he's, he's, Facebook are doing a 10p charge on plastic bags. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, party it, for moderate reform within the system triumphs indeed, again. Well, so th- this is this is in fact sort of the thrust of the article, right? It's Nick Clegg trying to make this case that he is somehow through his fucking sophomoric uh, sort of philosophy of empowered individuals communicating and making choices to change institutions for the liberal or whatever from within. You know, the, this the, the kind of very like I say, sort of kind of naive. But like not a naive idea that's held by powerful people, so it doesn't matter if it's naive or cynical. The results are still yeah, I, you know, ch- bad or changing, laughable. Changing the police from the inside, but instead it's Facebook is yeah. very funny, objectively. Uh, and so he says, and, and basically, right, he, he joined Facebook to be their like you know government. Pa- I think he thinks he joined because of his Rolodex of contacts in the EU. I think he actually joined to just be a little be a little piss pig who gets like shamed in public. <laughs> Yeah, they um, told him that they needed a lobbyist. Um, but you, you'll notice that Facebook or Meta is, has not gotten any serious lobbying done because nobody's taking Nick Clegg's calls because everyone identifies him as just this kind of like, uh, you know, Pittsburgh figure. Well, it's they mm. they have in Europe, but it's not through him. It's through like funding think tanks and so on. It's not through him making some calls. Yeah, the Nick <laughs> like Clegg they, Institute. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I would I would fucking love that job. Like he he just his job is to do nothing, right? Oh yeah. And he probably gets paid like a million dollars. No, more than Satan to do this. I would no, absolutely. No, Milo, I would sell million... every pr- single one of you and every principle I have mm. to do Nick Clegg's job. Absolutely. No, uh, Milo, Milo, a million dollars. No. A Jew, someone who works for Nick Clegg gets two and a half million dollars. Someone at his level oh, gets about wow. fifty. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. It's yeah. Cool. I look. Look. If Nick Clegg, if you're ever tired of being a piss pig, I will do that job. <laughs> but, but also that's, that's that like job for six months. That he's made right is yeah. You, you do mm. the piss pig thing. You 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 soak up all of this abuse, and in return, you get a you mm. know a small palace on Mars where everybody's going to live when Earth becomes uninhabitable. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. Now, Nick yeah. Clegg, Nick Clegg gets to like live in Mark Zuckerberg's doghouse. Like, <laughs> like, and to be fair, it's a very nice doghouse. Oh yeah, of course. But it, everyone else gets it's it's that he he sleeps at the foot of the, of the bed, or maybe he's like buried yeah, with Zuckerberg. It, 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 it beats like you know the rain select slums of Neo Dalston mm. or whatever. But like. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Clegg is eating the finest kibble available to mankind. Why did you find an interview of Nick Clegg just doing Cypher's thing in the Matrix where he's like eating a really like raw steak? <laughs> so no, this is this is uh, uh the article starts. I find in the meeting room, I find the one-time deputy PM of the UK is now a wrinkle-free avatar with the word Nick hovering above it. And then this is going to set the tone. what he looks like in real life. <laughs> this is going to set the tone for the rest of the article. Nick Clegg mm. says, "Can we get the sneering and mockery out of the way, please?" <laughs> 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 That's how Nick opens a sexual encounter. <laughs> you say hello to this man, he just flinches from you. <laughs> I mean, my, it's almost sad. He's like fucking reek by this point, you know. Yeah, he's that kid at school who's so bullied that like he just he just avoids everyone instinctively. <laughs> so, uh, sadly, <laughs> we don't have any trou- trousers on. We don't even have legs. 
to quote the Microsoft computer science. That's a good reason not to wear trousers, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) They've they've short-circuited that one, baby. To quote one Microsoft computer scientist, Meta's vision of the metaverse has so far not resolved basic issues of geometry. It's so Hmm. bad. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it's PlayStation Home, if you remember that. It's just- yeah, except PlayStation Home, as as a fan of the show reminded me, actually looked better than this. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Home, they had legs. You could wear trousers in PlayStation Home. You know, they haven't rolled out trousers in the in the metaverse yet. Um, no, no, it says <laughs> we're going. We won't need trousers. <laughs> it says the Clegg is undeterred. He holds his meetings with his team every Monday morning like this. Quote, I do feel like I do feel like sitting like I'm sitting next to you. Um, But is this believable? Clegg's facial expression is computer generated. So I have limited insight. Which again, that's like, have they never thought about that? Like you press button to smile. (laughs) What the fuck? How's that going to fucking work? Mm. Yeah. Like, what, how is this better than video conferencing? This is this is what they can't answer you. Well, yeah, well so, so you that you can become a, a VTuber to, you know, alleviate mm. your crippling gender dysphoria, or yeah. uh, so that you can avoid, you know, the vicious sneering and mockery that everyone who speaks to Nick Clegg apparently inflicts on him. Yeah, but was yeah. he, like, the only person who was in the focus group for um, designing this? He was like, look, I just want something where people will finally stop sneering and mocking me. Yeah, like, it, we, we focus tested this with Nick Clegg and a selection of random British people, and mm. every single one of them started doing Ben Kingsley bits from Sexy Beast at him. <laughs> yes. I... I, I since joining Meta, Clegg has been its chief diplomat, its corporate shock absorber, because his role involves supervising <laughs> its crash test dummy. <laughs> corporate shock absorber. <laughs> okay, a fair play to Henry Mance for that one. Yeah. That's good. It's just yeah, it's a look, Nick Clegg is to Facebook what like the skis are in a pontoon plane. Just smashing. (laughs) (laughs) Smashing his face into the ground. Nick Clegg, Facebook's ablative heat shield. (laughs) Mm. So it involves supervising communications, content policies, lobbying, etc. He let the one main the decision he was able to lead because most of the article is about how impotent he's been um, was to quote, was to suspend Donald Trump for praising rioters after the U S election. Um, but when w- a whistleblower, Francis Haugen, we spoke about her leaked documents showing that the company had realized what a negative impact it had on mental health, democracy, all that Clegg went on TV to say, no, it doesn't. And yeah, it's very also, also banning, banning Trump from Facebook was a lot less impactful Lame. than banning him from Twitter. That that yeah. was the thing that like really damaged him in terms of social media. Well, also it's like he didn't he didn't really. And that's the thing I'll never forgive them. For. <laughs> <laughs> they took they did take away some fantastic tweets, but on the other hand, they took away his ability to like coordinate a you know a bloodless coup or smotherings mm-hmm. through uh, like uh, weird boomer posts. I don't know. I think I. I mean, look. I don't know. Look, like, it helps a lot of people get to work on time. It's impossible to say whether or not it's bad. I I I would really look. I, I I've often said this. I just want him to. Talk, I want to hear his opinion on everything except politics. Everything. Yeah. There's can nothing you, I don't want to hear his opinion about except politics. Replying to to Joe Biden's tweets. Ooh, would have been awesome. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Donald yeah. Donald Trump simply replies to Joe Biden's tweet with like ratio. 
Right. <laughs> right. I think that would have been Pathetic. fun. I think, and also, like, I don't know. Biden's basically decided he can't do anything, so fuck it. Who cares? Like at this point, yeah. I don't know what. Why yeah, do, bother? Do the donuts. Let me see yeah. him do the donuts yeah. in the little fucking car. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm just imagining Donald Trump, Nick. French counterterrorism officer. <laughs> it's, it's Nick Nick Clegg, uh, like applying for this role at Facebook, and that, and then him like asking what the job involves, and they're like, "Are you familiar with the Dubrovka theater siege?" Because uh, in in if you imagine if you take that as an analogy, you are kind of like uh, the terrorists and the hostages, <laughs> and we are kind of like the spetsnaz. <laughs> Um, so they say one former senior meta, meta employee just described this as Zuckerberg and Sandberg wanted a front person to take all the beatings. <laughs> <laughs> now that's leaning into the beating. Um, so, some but, kind of boy to be whipped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, like, look, the th whole thing about banning Trump, like, I don't know if you if you think that the Trump ban and the January 6th stuff was serious, which I I don't really mm. um then like mm. look it's debatable but i think a lot of people make it more serious than it actually was mm. sure. um and then yeah. it's like mostly what what clegg did was just follow the consensus of what got done i can't i don't know if yeah. he actually I, I think yeah. it's very funny like Nick Clegg's the least interesting part of this. What's more interesting to me is uh, Mark Zuckerberg being so dear in the headlights that Nick Clegg provides like decisive leadership. <laughs> mm. uh, and decisive leadership to basically follow the crowd. Like I think maybe like that go mm. comes down to also Facebook's audience being different, all that stuff. Oh, when I so say on. decisive leadership, I'm being yeah. like comparative. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Clegg says he also wanted to be certain that he would have the power, quote, within the company to make the changes that I think are necessary, mm -hmm. which so far have involved banning Trump when everyone else also did it and then doing nothing awesome. else. Great. Thank you, yeah. Nick. Uh, I was going to reform the system from the inside, but then when I got inside it, it's fine, actually. Yeah, yeah, everyone everyone agreed with Nick about banning Trump, which is why they did it before he did. Um, so he says the the problem is that during Clegg during Clegg's time, Meta's reputation has not improved at all. One huh. idea that Clegg's team considered huh. was, and we talked about this actually on the episode where we talked about Spotify's uh, AI defense company, mm -hmm. right? Clegg, one idea that Clegg's team considered was fact checking politicians in autocracies, but not democracies. <laughs> but then mm. no no workable mm. definition of democracy could be found. <laughs> I love the idea of giving Putin like a Pinocchio rating. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Just like, uh, uh, people of Russia, I think someone's been telling some porky pie. You know, I think he didn't find those amphorae himself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like I certainly wouldn't vote for him after that. Yeah. The people of Russia should engage in some democracy by not voting for Vladimir Putin. But also like, ah, yes, we're going to, it's Facebook against the autocracies, but we just can't define what they are. It's weird no. how our definition of autocracies just always keeps seeming to line up with countries that NATO is opposed to, except we can't do that, yeah. obviously. And so it's it's almost mm. the same problem of... um. It, Mohammed bin Salman yeah. getting a zero Pinocchio rating. It's the same. Yeah, that's right. I didn't lie. <laughs> he told the yeah, truth about he was what he's doing. Telling the truth. Yeah. But no, um, 
Uh, it's like it's this is it's such a sophomoric idea as well. Just fucking so stupid. It's just like yeah, we're gonna fact check. <laughs> we're gonna fact check politicians and autocracies. If only we could define it. It's a pure. Mm. It's. It's a pure Dunning-Kruger vibes-based way of trying yeah, to govern something. Remember when Twitter was trying to, like, they, they hadn't sort of got themselves ready to ban Trump yet, but they tried to, like, neuter him by every time he posted something like, uh, you know, stop the count, thieving Democrats steal the election or whatever. They would put a fucking little, like, informational box underneath it that's just like, uh, this isn't true. Like... That's so fucking weak. And uh, Facebook doing the exact same thing, and then not even being able to do it mm. is just that much more pathetic. Well, so awesome. he's uh, he uh, follow explaining this problem. He says to to Henry Mance, "If you or any FT readers have got any neat answers about how on earth we're meant to deal with political speech generally, please put it on a postcard. We're acutely aware that yeah, as a private um, company, I, I think Matt Chrisman had one on the election night stream." <laughs> we're acutely aware that as a private company we don't have legitimacy to act as referees yet that that's and exactly yet. what we end up doing because the politicians <laughs> themselves don't come up with the rules of the road and it's like um well i guess rules that's a question begs for more yeah. rules right <laughs> but also it's like oh well i guess that's a question for the philosophers let's not ask how we got into this position or whether or not we should even be in this position. It's a given that we are, and sorry, I guess we have zero democratic accountability, but we're just going to create the rules of the road, so to speak, anyway, mm. because who else is going to do it? By the way, also, we made the road and forced everyone onto it. Mm -hmm. it just, it's, it's just such... For someone who likes to sort of... Like, look, look. I mean, the scorpion's going to sting the frog, right? I, I'd like the scorpion to not sting the frog. I'll sort of do everything in my power to try to prevent the scorpion from stinging the frog, but I don't Nick, blame... Nick Clegg was hired as the yeah. frog. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But look, I don't blame the scorpion for stinging the frog. Like, you understand why sort of meta does what it does. It's in its nature. Mm. And then to just get this guy... This guy who believes that by dint of how much he understood John Stuart Mill, he is going to be able to come up with exactly the right rule, right, that alters the fundamental constitution of this thing, which is the monetization of interaction that is realized that it can juice interaction um, by sort of making the stakes seem infinite and Inter making interaction being be allowing it to be frictionless, which has just given rise to these, um, a, a, let allow a million different scams to bloom, whether that's sort of Ponzi schemes or you know, allowing a kind of not creating right wing politics, certainly, as again, I think some liberals believe, but certainly providing it with its dream. Uh, 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 sort of channels of dissemination yeah, and, to and people. Ma and making it that much more conspiratorial yeah. Uh, yeah. and that much yeah. more virulent. And also, crucially, yeah, enabling exactly. boomers and Gen X to get into copy pasta shit that we were all into when we were like 11. Absolutely. So that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's but kind it of. Did a... give us, it did give us that one Facebook group where everybody posts like they pretend to be boomers. And I think mm -hmm. that's yeah. quite charming. Yeah, to be fair, that is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. It says uh, another writing, paragraph. Like, Thank you, Sandra, in all caps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> another paragraph. Goes, it, like it shouldn't Joe be Biden's... funny, but it really is. 
Joe Biden's electoral victory last year generated some hope within Meta that Clegg could become the company's president whisperer. Despite some progressive <laughs> stylings in 2020, Biden spent most of his career in the center lauding consensus building. But in the White House, he's largely delegated tech policy, and Meta has struggled in, in, in to find... In the White House, he's largely, like, uh, been, Sleeping. Yeah. Sort yeah. of staring emotionlessly at, at Damask wallpaper. Yeah, just uh, yeah. stroking I mean, the back of Joe Biden's head and going, like, shh, 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 yeah, and just, it's just be that like, the role of president whisperer has already been taken because our man is sundowning in there. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, Joe, 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 mm. you're peeing in the cupboard again. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden was quoted as saying, "Oh hell, man." <laughs> in the White House, he has largely delegated tech policy, which is true to like one of the few. I think you know could be worse things about his administration, which is at least so far the pugnacious noises he's making on antitrust. Mm. Um and, and meta the yeah, article pugnacious goes on. noises he's making to the wallpaper. Yeah, pugnacious noises, <laughs> Jonathan Price drop, please. <laughs> Fuck. And Jesus. meta Yeah, the pugnacious noises. Strong words there from the president. That's right. And meta the article goes on, has struggled to find a well-known Democrat to oversee its lobbying operations in Washington. Mm. Quote, Facebook is simply too unpopular among most Democrats for their message to even be heard, says one lobbyist. Nick Clegg is not going to be able to change that. Mm. And it's like, yeah, because it's not his role else. to change it. It's his role to get up and get yelled at and then go and hopefully gets enough money that he's going to be one of the people who gets to live on Mars. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, so... This is wait uh, fuck Nick no Clegg Nick Clegg's going... got this all right his his wife is hot he's making like fifty million dollars a year <laughs> he's gonna get to live on Mars yeah. he's gonna get to live like period Great. yeah he just Fantastic. has to be like slightly pathetic like yeah whatever my life is pathetic who cares <laughs> um so uh, uh it can it it concludes this God, is Nick we Clegg speaking fucking sell out yeah. I could be Charlotte Climber by now. Mm. <laughs> Do you think Charlotte Climber's making fifty mil though? And social climber. Well, no, but here. I think no, but I think she's doing a fuck of a lot better than I am. Uh, so, yeah. uh, the problem is for people who hate Nick Clegg and hate the coalition. This is Nick Clegg talking. They're going to say they're going to say that anyway. So, what am I supposed to do? I'm, am I a morally feeble human being? Hmm. <laughs> am I so out of touch? No. <laughs> His avatar seems to fill up with a familiar exasperation, and then he adds, <laughs> "I just." Don't live my life according to what people who disagree with me most think. Oh, oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I actually, Go, I wake up every Go, morning boss. and I'm, I'm thankful to the haters for making me who I am. <laughs> I love that just being like, just, just Nick Clegg, who just, uh, British people, just think back to like what he has done since he has had the power to do anything, asking himself as he's morally feeble, you know, tighter benefit sanctions in turn for, in exchange for a plastic bag charge. What, again, whether or not he is uh, cynical, uh, mendacious, or just a fucking coward. Mm. I um, think he describes yeah. the best himself. Morally feeble. Yeah. yeah. Morally feeble. The, there he Nick is. Nick Keg psyching himself up to go and get yelled at by a congressional committee by listening to Soldier Boy tell him. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, this, this, this interview really has the vibe of Nick Clegg sitting alone listening to Creep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What the hell uh, am I doing here? Creep, like 2025 re-release that's about being on Mars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm in a doghouse, but it's better than being on Earth. Mm. Anyway, 
look, uh, I think it's time time for us to to sign off in the old in the old sign off mm. yeah, process. Yeah, the most traditional way that we do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing Just things like every are episode. happening in China every day. Listening to <laughs> listening to things. Jonathan listening to Jonathan Price make yeah. kung fu noises. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's going to be it for me. Mm. And I think that's going to be it for at least me before Christmas. Yes. Christmas. I, this is the last episode. I was stalling because I was opening up my calendar and I accidentally yeah, We're going to spend the Christmas period working on our um, fucking like uh, Flanders and Swan tribute. Yes, it's us and Jonathan Price. <laughs> <laughs> He's beatboxing. Um, perfect. Right. So, look, this is the last you're going to hear from me mm. uh, before January. But, hey, guess what? I'll see you in January. And the rest of these jokers uh, are going to uh, see you before that, especially oh, Nate. We'll be even uh, more be doing... of the Joker by that, and I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. Right. So, uh, from me, happy Christmas. Uh, and holidays mm. and other such things to everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, happy Saturnalia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say happy holidays because I want to be inclusive and also trigger the conservatives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm under arrest. Uh, Milo is also under arrest, but that's because it's Saturnalia and the slaves are kings and the kings are slaves. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> These days, yeah, they you say it's Saturnalia. You get you get locked yeah. up by the vigils and thrown in the uh, <laughs> thrown in the castle room. It's just can't just keep going to the gone to the dogs. <sighs> yeah. What, what did you say? Uh, don't like it. There's the porto. Yeah, that's right. Don't, don't like it. There's a the vomitarium. <laughs> Yeah. Look, what Great. I'm saying is if Kate the Elder was in charge, it'd be a different fucking story. He'd sort them right out. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, this is this is this character that you're End doing right podcast. now is End the like a like a kind of staunch Republican. Yeah, yeah. He's like an old school Republic guy. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Look, I'm gonna end the podcast now. Uh happy holidays, everybody, from me and us. From from yeah. our home to yours. They should bring back Sulla. He'd fuck him right up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a great guy, a couple of times. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, if the Wokarati came face to face with a prescription list, they'd change their tune. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>